This is the Book of Mormon for you. A daily dose of scripture thoughts by us kids to help us develop a love for the Book of Mormon to last a lifetime. Hey, 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 hey! Hi, friends. Um, I hope everybody got the notice on Instagram that I have cut back to three podcasts a week during the summer, and then when school starts up again, we'll go back to five a week. If you're not following that Instagram, it's B-O-M, the number four, youth, and it's got cute little pictures of all these kids that we talk to, and also you'll get updates as to what's going on with the podcast there. Okay, so when I decided I was going to do a Come Follow Me lesson for kids every once in a while, I knew then that I wanted to do one for Alma 5. In high school, when Lion King came out, it was my favorite show ever. My friend Tammy and I saw it multiple times in the theater with our own hard-earned money, and I even saw it in Japan, Layunu Kingu. We loved it so much, and not just because the first song sounded like, I think I got a penguin in my bottom. I think I got a penguin in my bottom. We used to wear Lion King t-shirts and Lion King necklaces, and we would bring Lion King up in seminary every chance we got. And as we got more and more obsessed, we started likening it to the gospel, and we decided that Alma 5 is the Lion King chapter. So I wanted to talk about Lion King today. A warning, this podcast contains spoilers. So if you have not taken the time to see Lion King as a cartoon, as a Broadway play, as a junior high play, or the live action movie that came out in the last 26 years, that's on you because I'm going to talk about it. So repent and go watch it. Anyway, so Simba is this little lion prince. Oh, pequeño principe. Or le petit prince. And his dad shows him the whole kingdom, and he says, everything the light touches will be yours. And, of course, Simba is more interested in the shadowy place. And it's funny, because as a teenager watching it, I was like, ooh, that's exciting adventure. And as a parent, I'm like, you must never go there. It is forbidden. It is beyond our borders. Don't do it. Anyway, why can't you just be satisfied with the light? Everything beautiful, helpful, wonderful, delicious is in the light. But of course, Simba finds a way to go into the darkness. Partly because of Uncle Scar, who is the devil, told him, you, oh, only the coolest, bravest lions go there. Which is so much like what kids say to other kids today. Oh, only the coolest, bravest lions vape or whatever but so he gets his friend because of course it's no fun to just go down in a blaze of glory alone you got to take somebody with you and they go to the elephant graveyard into the dark shadowy place and they almost die after Mufasa rescues them he teaches Simba and he talks about the kings of the past looking down on them from the stars and as Tammy and I were bending the story to fit the gospel we decided that those kings from the past those are the prophets and the scriptures and the voices crying from the dust it's the same as these stars looking down on us and they're there to teach us and to help us we just have to to go to them okay so anyway simba after his lesson from his dad he does okay for a while until a tragedy hits and he feels guilty and unredeemable and he runs away also because scar aka satan says to him 
run away. No one will ever forgive you. You have no value. Just go, never return. And so he listens and he goes and he finds some little buddies and they tell him, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you do. Nothing matters. Just have fun, hakuna matata. No worries, don't worry about right and wrong. Whatever you do, it's fine. Eat, drink, and be merry. So Simba decides to give it a shot and he goes from eating steak with his family to eating bugs with his friends. And he pretends it's okay, but he's a lion and he's eating bugs. So time goes on and one day they're laying in the grass and their stomach's full of bugs and they're looking at the sky and they're talking about the stars and Simba remembers. And part of the reason he remembers too is because his friends start making fun of these kings in the sky and kind of like if your friends make fun of the gospel or the scriptures or the prophet or whatever, Simba kind of laughs a little <laughs> and then he walks away and he starts thinking about things and it's at this moment that Rafiki, remember the baboon, he's the Holy Ghost and he takes this opportunity where Simba's wondering and feeling humble and feeling worried to come remind him who he is. And he comes and he talks to him and he says, I know who you are. I know your dad. Kind of like the Holy Ghost saying to us, I know who you are and I know who your father is. And Rafiki hits him on the head with a stick. And Simba says, why did you do that? And, and Rafiki says, it's in the past. And Simba says, but it still hurts. And Rafiki says, oh yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. And then he runs away. He says, I know where your father is. If you want to see him, follow me. And they run, 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 run. And they get through all these bushes and down into this little pool of water. And Rafiki says, look, look, which is not unlike the angel in Nephi's vision in the beginning of the book, Mormon. Look. And Simba looks down in the water. And at first he just sees himself and he's disappointed. But Rafiki says, no, look harder. And he looks and he sees Mufasa. He sees his dad's reflection when he looks down. And Rafiki says, see, he lives in you. You are the one true king and you have not lived up to your potential. You have not done the things that you're supposed to do. And it's time. And so then Simba goes up on the hill and he's, I mean, in our analogy, he's praying. He's kind of walking back and forth saying, oh, I can't go back. I can't do this. It's too hard. And he has this vision in the sky of Mufasa, which, I mean, he's got the beard. He's got that beautiful voice. Anyway, so basically it's Heavenly Father or Jesus Christ speaking to one of us. And he said, you have forgotten me. And Simba says, no, never. How could I? And he said, you have forgotten who you are and so forgotten me. And he says, you need to remember. You are my son. Remember. How many times have we said in the Book of Mormon, it says, remember, 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 remember. It is what the Lord wants. Remember who you are. You need to take your place. You need to take all those talents that I've given you and you need to be a son of God or a daughter of God. And so Sim says, okay. And he goes back. And when he goes back, he confesses what he did. He works it all out. And then he gets Scar or Satan out of there. He 
He's like, no, you don't get to control anything anymore. You don't get to control my life. You don't get to control the areas where the light is. It's not yours anymore. Go. And everything gets better. Everyone gets healed. And coincidentally, he gets the girl. And the girl, this quality girl, really didn't have any interest in him when he was a bug-eating Simba. But now that he has remembered who he was and lived up to his potential, he gets the girl. She loves him. So back to Alma 5. Alma is asking the people who have had great experiences in the past to remember that. And he says, have you been spiritually born of God? Have you received his image in your countenances? It's like when Simba looks in the pond and he sees Mufasa. And he says, have you experienced this mighty change in your hearts? And the thing about it is Simba didn't go back because Rafiki told him to. Simba realized he was eating bugs and he realized that he didn't want that life. What would have happened if Simba had never remembered and he just kind of went the rest of his life eating bugs and then eventually died? Like how unremarkable and how much damage would have been done to the the life he left behind and all the people who didn't get to have him in their life. When we choose another path, when we choose the world, when we choose to eat bugs, instead of remembering and studying our scriptures and praying to God and trying to be the best version of ourselves and live up to our potential, when we choose the world, we lose so much and we become unremarkable. At the end of our lives, we will have lived, eaten bugs, and died. But if you can stick with the gospel, if you can decide that you don't want bugs and and make it so that you crave steak and you crave the light and actually that becomes part of you, like that's who you are, that's what you want, then that's when you become something more and you touch so many lives and you help so many people and you become a great parent and a great child and a great sibling and a great husband or wife or whatever by choosing that. That's the change of heart. The change of heart is I don't want bugs. I want steak. And the change of heart is when you finally start choosing the right because you want to, because it makes you a better person. When you stop doing it because your parents told you to or your leaders told you to, your teachers in primary or your, because they're the rules, you start doing it because you want to become the best version of yourself, because you want to become part of that light, because you want to make a difference and help people. That is the change of heart. And when you get there, you look over at that spacious building hanging in the sky or the bugs in the log and you go, ew, ew, scar. I don't want that. So you don't go there. And you just grow and become that son of God, that daughter of God that you were meant to be. That's the change of heart. And you have no more disposition to do evil. You don't want to do bad things. You get sad if you make bad choices. You repent so that you can get back to that good feeling, that happy feeling that you get when the Holy Ghost is with you and when your heart is soft. So we're all going to have Simba times in our lives and we're going to choose other ways. We're going to feel guilty for things. We're going to want there to not be rules and we're going to run away. But don't wait so long. Let Rafiki, let the Holy Ghost talk to you now and remind you who you are and then get on your knees and you pray to Heavenly Father and let him remind you that you are his child and that you have a potential. You can be so much more than what you would be if you stayed on that path. So receive his image in your countenances. Alma 5, Lion King, 
I love it so much. Go watch it and have a great week. I'll have an interview again on Monday and we'll see what happens. Maybe True Tales next week. All right. Bye. Bum, 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 bum. First and second book 75, Jacob, Venus, Jeremiah, nine words of Mormon, and Mosiah singing, this is so fun. Alma, Helam, and third, fourth, Nephi, Mormon, Ether, and Moroni, learn the teachings of the prophets in the Book of Mormon. Hey, 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 hey!